Hey guys, want to welcome you to another edition of Halftime Chat. And today I've got a special guest, as always mentioned, my special guest, um, Corel Henderson. He was the former lead singer, or he was the lead singer of Kids of Work. Now, this is a group that featured Timmy Catling and Teddy Riley, and they were signed to Gene Griffin. And he managed them. And they, their competition at that time was actually New Edition, and they performed a lot with New Edition. And um, after Gene Griffin um, went, got arrested in prison, so the group disbanded. And, you know, the rest is history, how Timmy and, and, and uh, Teddy connected and formed Guy. But not much has been heard about Corel since. Um, but also... Um, when I interviewed Jackie McGee, she mentioned that he, he was the one who connected her and and, uh, and Teddy. So he was in that circle at that time. So it was going to be interesting listening and talking to him to find out about his upbringing, his career, what happened with the group, why he didn't follow through with them. And um, you know, just probably hearing about what he's up to now. I know he's a vocal coach, but understanding how he got into that. So look forward to the interview and um, when he gets started. Your name? Namdi. Namdi? Yes. Okay. I yeah. forgot how to pronounce your name. <laughs> You've been watching the show for a while, man. You've got a great show. Okay. I appreciate that. Yeah. When, uh, I'm sure you heard from Timmy and, and, and some of the uh, um, other people. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I love the interviews, man. Yeah, I love, the, I really, especially love the um, Elder Barge interview. Yeah, yeah, he's, you know, sometimes I pinch myself that actually, because I, I started the year always thinking I would love to interview him just because of his personality and, and his stuff. And, yeah. and when, it, when it finally happened, um, you know, just matching his temperament so he felt comfortable speaking and sharing and being able to talk about stuff that he probably hasn't really been able to share elsewhere. Um, yes. <laughs> okay. But I mean, it's, it's definitely good to, to be able to get you uh, on that. And I think um, I, I did a little introduction before you came in just to say that um, most of us who sort of would always start um, New Jack Swing and Guy would always know that, okay, there was before Guy, there was kids at work and you were the lead singer and and then, you know, Gene Griffin and everything. And but then as I said recently when I did interview Jackie McGee, she said, Yeah, yeah, Clorel's there. He introduced me to Ted and stuff. And it was almost like, Oh, okay. So you were in the mix, but then of course people wonder what happened. But we're not just we're one, we know we're about the whole career and the whole package. So we want to start off by asking where you were sort of born and raised. Well, I was born in New York City. You know, I was born in Harlem, um, but I grew up in Midtown Manhattan in New York City. And, you know, I guess the first person I met was Timmy. Yeah, but, but, okay, Timmy but was like, I guess. No, but, but growing up, uh, you mentioned, I mean, growing up in, in, in that area, what was it? I mean, as a, as a kid, what, you know, did you get into, were you singing in church or school or how did you get into? No, I was, <laughs> I was just singing in the house. I was painfully shy okay. painfully shy like i i honestly i if i can be honest the the most reason why i'm i'm not a, a, a big famous pop star is because i was so shy as a kid you know what i mean i was just so shy like painfully shy 
Right. You know what I mean? And only reason why I even um, got with Timmy and Teddy and them is because Timmy heard me humming, humming or singing to myself in the street or something like that. And he walked up to me and asked me, asked me, you know, do I sing? Oh, I did you yes. know him? I didn't know him, no. Wow. He just walked in. That was our first conversation. He said, he said, yo, you a singer? I said, yeah. He said, um, he said, do you do you know how to um do any Jackson five steps? I said, yeah. I said, I said I could learn, but <laughs> on the inside, I knew them all. <laughs> greatest inspiration. You know what I mean? And then he asked me that I wanted to audition for his group. You know what I mean? So I, I, I went up, I went to his house and auditioned for his group. I used to like roller skate. I used to roller skate to his house. Wow. <laughs> I never had money for bus fare or anything like that. So I would just I would roller skate to his house as a kid. And I auditioned. I sang um I sang I Do Love You by GQ. And I sang I Found That Girl by Jermaine Jackson. That's how that's how I, that's what I auditioned. And I, I did well because the record was playing, you know what I mean? But then when it was when it came time to the to the rehearsals, I I was just so shocked. You know, he was the lead, he was the lead singer when when we first got together. Wow. Yeah, Timmy was the lead singer. Timmy was the um he was the 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 songwriter, the lead singer, the leader, you know what I mean? He organized everything, he got everything together, and he was the man. You know what I mean? He was the man. And um if I, you know, I don't know, I don't know how 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 in depth you want me to get to in the beginning, but if I Yeah, um, you can, yeah. This is this is yeah, this is an open if, show. Take your time. But you know, I mean, I guess in, in those days, in those days, when I first met Timmy, um, you know, he introduced me to Teddy, but Teddy, Teddy wasn't really in the group. Teddy, Teddy, he was in the group before me, but he, at the time when I met him, he wasn't in the group. He was in his other group. You know what I mean? And you know, eventually, he he came back to the group. You know what I mean? And you know, and then everything's let you know it's spent from there. Like in those days, it was. Me, Timmy, Teddy, Larry, which, which, which was Timmy's brother, um, Gary, which was his other brother, another man named Larry that was um, a bass player, Greg, uh, that was a guitar player, Pete, that was the drummer, <laughs> I mean, Swire, which was another singer, and a couple of girls that were, that was in the group, you know, because you know, you know, it was always different girls in the group. So it was like a whole host of people in the group and one day, I don't know why, but the manager we had at the time, his name was Ron Thomas, he's like a dad to me. He um he took us on, he took me, Timmy, and Teddy on a trip to Kentucky. And me and Timmy, Teddy, me, Timmy and Teddy was walking in the street. We were just walking in the street down there in Kentucky. And Teddy turned to me and Timmy and said, This is the group right here. Wow. And that's how that's how it, it ended up being just the three of us. He was like, "This is the group right here." You know what I mean? And it's not it's not like we didn't it's not like we left the other guys. It's just that we were the most serious and consistent. Okay. You know what I mean? So we 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 just stuck it out, stuck it out, stuck it out, stuck it out. You know what I mean? And you know that's just that's what happened. And so we went we went to the studio and we went to a studio. We recorded a song that two songs that Timmy had wrote had written called, um, one was called Togetherness, and the other song was called She's My Baby, which was on, which ended up being on the Kids at Work album. And um, uh, we recorded the demo in like a half an hour, like a, maybe a half an hour to an hour. We were so rehearsed. We, we brought in the band, they played the music, we, we sang it, knocked it out. Three weeks later, we got a deal. 
So how old were you when you met Timmy? Huh? How old were you when you met Timmy? I mean, we were, we were all around the same age, you know, teenagers, you know what I mean? All around, the teen, you know, teenagers. 13, 14, 15, I don't know, you know what I mean? So long ago, okay. you know what I mean? Okay. We were all, we were, we were all kids and, um, I don't know, you know, years so long ago, I, I get, I get, you know, yeah. I forget, I forget, I forget ages because I don't really deal with ages because I'm <laughs> Yeah. But then did you, did you, did you, did you ever think that this could be serious or was it just like a, a hobby? Oh yeah. Oh, for, it was dead serious for us, for me and all of us. We were like, like, I'm telling you, I was shy, but in my, in, in the inside, I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm doing this forever. You know what I mean? And yeah. Timmy and Teddy was the same. Like, I remember, I remember, t I remember Teddy saying to me one day, t Teddy said, he said to me, he was like, I know I'm going to make it. Wow. And you see what he did. <laughs> you can see the look in his eye. You can see the look in his eye. He was 2,000% sure he was going to make it. You know what I mean? Because it was Teddy's, it was Teddy's connection that got us the deal. Teddy, Teddy, Teddy knew Gene. Teddy knew Gene, and he gave Gene our 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 tape. And you know, you know, it was just timing because you know, New Edition was hot at the time. Yeah. And that's how we sounded. We sounded like New Edition, so that was the that was the hot thing. You know, everything is timing. You know what I mean? Because it's so funny when you think about it. Because Aaron, Aaron, in a sense, took my place. You know, we had broken up, and then Aaron took my place. But it's so funny to think, I think about it a lot because Aaron, Aaron's sound was so different from my sound. And because the sound was so different from my sound that when Aaron, when Guy became hot, that was what the labels were looking for, that sound. Because, you know, after Guy, then it was Jodeci and, yeah, yeah. and Aaron Paul and all these people. And because I, I didn't have that sound, I got lost in the sauce. I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't really get back. You know what I mean? I yeah. couldn't really get back unless I unless I unless I chose to sing that way, which I just didn't, because I could sing that way, but I just wouldn't do it. <laughs> so, but, but during those days, what what was your sound like then? What were you like, you know? Were you like, like I mean, just Ralph? Like Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, Ralph Tripp. The thing about me, man, I, whew, I, I had the I, and still to this day, I have the ability. I can sing like, I can sing in a Michael Jackson Elder Barge style as an adult. Or I can sing like Michael Jackson as a kid, <laughs> as weird as it may sound. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I just can make I can make my voice do anything. But because that was my um my my greatest inspiration, the Jackson Five was my greatest inspiration. That's what I chose to do. You know what I mean? Because that's initially that's what New Edition was doing. The Jackson Five. We were all doing trying to be the Jackson Five in, in those days. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So, but, but what, what was the, the, did you guys, because well, Timmy did mention that, you know, you guys did cross path with New Edition, but could you remember crossing paths with New Edition back in those early days? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, were, they were friends of ours. They were friends of ours. They were, they were our friends. They, I'm telling you, man, I'm very impressed with New Edition. You know why I'm so impressed with New Edition? Because when we met, when we met them, see, you got to realize, you could, you could be a, you could be a nobody in one town and be a, complete superstar in another town. Yeah. Especially in those days, you know what I mean? Because that's before social media. So in New York, we were popular. In Boston, we were superstars. Wow. Yeah. So so when we met New Edition, they looked at us 
as peers. They thought that we were on their level. You know what I mean? Because the first time we met in the audition, we went to Boston. We went to Boston to um to, to do a show, mm. right? And I saw Bobby Brown and 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 I saw Bobby Brown in in, in, in the crowd. You know, and I'm you know, I'm a silly ass kid, so I sneak out and go run and I you know I introduce myself, hey, what's up, you, you Bobby Brown? So, yeah. You know what I mean? And then next thing you know, I go back to the dressing room and then Bobby and Michael came back to the dressing room to meet us. And that's how the friendship began. So we did we did a show, we did we did the show that night and Honestly, uh, if I'm not if I'm I'm not exaggerating, it was like as if the Beatles were performing. The girls went crazy. They went crazy. It went so crazy that they had to. We couldn't finish the show. They they snatched us off the stage. Wow. The bodyguards snatched us off the stage and threw us in the in the limousine. And the girls was running top speed trying to catch it to the to the limo you know what i mean it was crazy like that because we were i don't know man it's just it makes me sad to be honest when i think about how how big we could have been mm. you know what i mean because look at teddy by himself look at teddy by himself you know what i mean and then look at timmy as a songwriter and even as a, the thing that decided timmy that that people don't know about is timmy was an amazing performer Wow. Amazing. He was an amazing performer. You know what I mean? And his vocals, his, his vocals were like the guy from Ready for the World. Um, Melvin Riley Jr. Yeah. Try to imagine Melvin Riley Jr. But amazing showmanship and swag like D'Angelo or somebody. You know what I mean? Wow. I mean, amazing. He was amazing. And I was an extremely good dancer and, and performer myself, you know what I mean? And even Teddy, Teddy had amazing swag, you know what I mean? So together, and plus they were instrumentalists, you know what I mean? Teddy played keyboards, Timmy played bass. And those days I wasn't really a musician. I could play stuff, but I wasn't really like a real musician. I just, you know, I was just a singer. It was amazing. But what, messed, I'm gonna tell you what messed us up. What messed us up was the fact that the record company made me the lead singer solely um, you know what i mean timmy was the lead singer Tim, well by the time we got signed i guess we both were the lead singer yeah and we were split we were split leads but the record company made only me the lead singer and the reason why they did that because i sounded like like i was eight years old okay <laughs> but it was the sound of the day you know what i mean that, that real nasally high-pitched mm. michael jackson sound you know what i mean and that's why they did that. But what it did was it, it put a wedge between us. It put a wedge between us, you know what I mean? And to, it just it just ended it forever. You know what I mean? Because I don't care how, how much you love people, when you want to be, when you have it, have it in your mind that you want to you um, play a, a certain position in, in your group and the record company takes that completely away from you and gives it to your other to to one of your friends. It's always going to be that that little bit of tension, you know what I mean? Like he didn't, you know, what I mean, we we didn't fight or anything like that, or or have have any kind of tension between us. But I'm just guessing. This is because we never talked about this. I'm I'm guessing that you know this put this this it's like me him being in kids at work with me took away from his dream, which was to be a, a lead singer. 
And for some reason, they wouldn't let them sing. And I don't, I never understood it. You know what I mean? I never understood it. I didn't like that the producers did that. You know what I mean? They wouldn't let him sing nothing. Like he sang one part, one part on one song. But when we did the demo for Kids at Work, he sang half the stuff. Matter of fact, he sang more than I did. Mm. You know what I mean? So I, I, I never liked the fact that they, that they did that. Like it was really bad where, I mean, one time we were in the studio, just, you know, just, we were in the studio getting to record, getting ready to record, but we were just, you know, doodling around the piano, like Teddy was playing the piano and I, and Timmy was singing something, right? And our manager, which was Gene at the time, he, 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 walked, into, he walked up to Timmy, he said, stop singing. That's your lead singer right there, wow. pointing to me. When he did that, I was like, this is, it scared me. It's like in, in my heart, I knew it was the beginning of the end, beginning of the end, because I know me. If, if I always wanted to be a front man and be a, and be a singer and be up front dancing and splitting and spinning and all that kind of stuff, yeah. if somebody told me, I can, you're only going to sing background, this guy going to sing, I would, be, I would be devastated. So I can only imagine what he went, what he went through. You know what I mean? Like the singer, like he wrote all the songs by himself. I mean, he wrote all, you know, all the lyrics, you know what I mean? Him and, and Teddy would write the music a lot of the times, you know what I mean? Or a lot of times Timmy would write the music, you know what I mean? I wrote, I wrote, any, I wrote only one song on the album. Timmy wrote everything else. Timmy he, did mention that he, they, that they, he was upset also that the fact that um, they didn't let you guys produce the album. Man, they didn't even let us in the studio. If we wasn't singing, we wasn't even allowed in the studio half the time. Like, like when it came to mixing and everything, we, they, they didn't allow us in the studio and they didn't know they had little geniuses that they, they had little geniuses on their hands. But in those days, it wasn't popular. It wasn't popular for the artists, especially if they were, were kids, to, to be the producers. Mm. You know what I mean? They always left that up to the hands of the older guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we, we, would go to, we went to the studio one time to, to, to listen to the, the mix and we wasn't even allowed in our own session. Wow. You know what I mean? We were very disappointed. They, imagine not letting, imagine not allowing Teddy Riley. In, <laughs> imagine not allowing Teddy Riley into the studio to, to mix a song. <laughs> and the fact is, I've spoken to his engineers, and they said he's probably one of the best mixers and engineers among all of the people that he's worked with. That um, so that Teddy, that yeah. <laughs> Teddy, the, Teddy, Teddy, the world doesn't even know how talented Teddy is. Teddy is a damn genius. He plays drums, he plays guitar, he plays bass, he plays keyboards. Like I play all that now because of Teddy. That, that, that's what influenced me. He could play anything, anything. He was literally a one man band. Like I've seen him, he, he's the only person I've seen him do this. He can actually, he used to have like three and four keyboards and a drum machine and he would, he would play everything at the same time and be a one-man band. You know what I mean? Like looking back, I wish he would have done that for kids at work. You know what I mean? He could, he was literally a one-man band. You know what I mean? He used to um perform with this guy named Omar Chandler in, at the Apollo. He would be a one-man band. He would pre-program only the drum the drum beats, but he would, the drums would be playing, and he'd be playing two or three keyboards and sound like a whole entire band by himself. The guy mm -hmm. was a genius. Wow. A genius. 
And that's who we had. Like, you know, we were just, you know, we had three weeks to record the album, the Kids Work album when we first got signed. We had three weeks to record it. And it was like, that was like tea, tea and crumpets to him. We go, I go to this house, he do the music in about a half an hour and I sing the song and we out. It was, it was easy as pie working with him. Easy as pie. And like he's a great producer. He he he'll he can produce the hell out of vocals too. Whatever singer you are, you're gonna be twice as good after he worked with you. Hmm. You know what I mean? And Timmy, Timmy could write anything, anytime, any style, right away. You know what I mean? Like I hate that these guys are not around me now. <laughs> you know I mean? But at the same time, it, I took, they don't know how much I was watching them. I was watching them like a, like a hawk. I learned everything they know how to, everything they, they knew how to do, I learned how to do. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everything they learned how to do, I, I taught myself how to do throughout the years, but it took me 20 years though. <laughs> yeah. What, what's happened, what, how, I mean, how did Gene, what was the first impression when Gene Griffin did come into the picture? Because you said you had a manager before, Gene stepped in. So what was the, what was well, the end so of the, the, manager, the manager that we had, he, he passed away. He passed away like, like a year before we got the deal. Um, you know what I mean? He was, like, he was like, he was like my dad. He was, he was my dad in a sense. Like I lived with him. I lived with him and his family when he passed away. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Back and forth. You know what I mean? I still, to this, to this day, his wife is, is still like my mother. We still, to this day, Mm-hmm. We still like still see each other and still still hang out, you know what I mean. And so Gene, I met Gene the day the day we got signed. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> we basically um, got called to you know I'm, I had a photographic memory, so I can remember everything. We went up to the to the record company on a Wednesday, <laughs> um, about two o'clock in the afternoon. I think it was like two o'clock in the afternoon. We went up there, and um, the first. Gene, basically, this this is Gene. Basically, Gene was like, as of today, I am your manager. My name is Gene Griffin. The name of your group is called Kids at Work. Like, he named the group. He had the name of the group. The name of your group is called Kids at Work. Uh, you you guys are going to have a record out in six weeks. You know what I mean? I'm looking at him, and I'm looking at Timmy. I'm looking at Teddy like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? It was like the movies. I couldn't believe it. And of course, he made, you know, we had to sign almost right away. <laughs> so, you know, it's like, you know, you know how that go. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, 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 Gene Griffin represents the best of the times to me. You know what I mean? He might have done whatever he might have done. You know what I mean? You know, I don't, you know, I was a kid. So I don't, I didn't, I didn't pay no attention to, to whatever underhandedness he might have done money wise. I don't even know. You know what I mean? I just assume because I never made any money with kids at work. <laughs> but he he, were, he represented the best. He he was the one that gave me the confidence that I have today. Okay. Before Gene Griffin, I was a scared kid that wouldn't wouldn't sing for nobody, but Timmy and Teddy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the first time I the first time I really the first time I really really got on stage like for real for real got on stage was because Teddy made me, like literally made me. You know, I went to, you know, Teddy was doing a, a show with, with his old band. We were signed then, but we, we, we hadn't come out yet. And, and, and before the show, Teddy comes up, walks up to me, he says, my lead singer's horse. Can you come out and sing um, Billie Jean and Beat It? I mean, Billie, yeah, Billie Jean and Beat It. 
I was like, hell no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that side of me, I was like, I mean, you know, I, I'm from the hood. So singing Michael Jackson in front of a bunch of, you know, bunch of uh, bunch of bunch of your people and thugs and all that kind of stuff is it's not it's just not what I wanted to do. I was scared. You know what I mean? I didn't want to be, you know, looked at a certain way. Yeah. It was like, well, you know, I'm gonna call he was like, I'm gonna call you on stage anyway. I'm like, I'm not going on there. So they go, they go they go over the show. Next thing you know, just out the blue, Teddy goes, I like to call Clarell Henderson to the stage. I'm like, uh-uh. He gets the whole damn room to go. Come on, come, you know, I forgot what they were saying, but they was repeat, repeatedly urging me to go onto the stage. So I'm like, oh my God. So I get on stage, right? Now, mind you, I've known, at this point, I've known Timmy and Teddy maybe three, four, five years. Okay. You know what I mean? So I get ready to sing, right? They they start playing Michael Jack, they start playing um Billy Jean, right? And I'm I'm start I start dancing and singing. For some reason, even though I was scared, I danced like almost all out. And when I got off stage, Timmy was laughing really, really, really hard. <laughs> but at the same, but at the same time, he was like, yo, I didn't know you can move like that. And when he said that to me, I was like, it struck me. It's like, cause Timmy was in a sense like my dancing partner. We all, we danced together all the time. You know what I mean? The fact that he didn't know that I can move like that let me know that all these years I've been holding back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So from that point on, I went. I've been going all out on stage. You know what I mean? I go all out now. Very interesting times. Yeah. But anyway, okay, good. No, no, I was gonna get to. Um... So I mean, after after the record. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, yeah, I just, you know, I mean, it's up to you. Where, wherever you want to go. Yeah, no, I, I wanted to get a time. Continue the story. Of yeah, no, no, but I wanted to see. Uh, I'm sorry. How, how long did you get to? How long did you know these guys? Because because most of us would think Kids Away was probably a year or two. But how long would you say that when you first met Timmy that you put out the first album out? I mean, I'm, I must have met them. I guess I met. I met them. I don't know when I met when I met. It must have been like 80, 81, 82. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. So early eighties or something like that. Early eighties or something like that. I, you know, I don't know. And um, you know, so kid, you know, Kids at Work came out with 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 Sugar Baby and and it, it did okay. It was top fifty in the Billboard charts and it did okay around the country or whatever. Then we came out with Singing Hey Year, and we was getting ready to Kids at Work was getting ready to be the biggest the biggest group ever. We was getting ready to be really big, and I mean, like we were like. We were like the number six requested requested song in the city in New York. Wow! And cool it now, cool it now, cool it now was the number five requested song in the city. We were number six, wow. and Mr. Telephone Man was number seven. That's how good my memory is. <laughs> so we were really on. We were really on our way. We were really on our way. And in the, in right in the midst of that, Gene got arrested. And you know, Gene believed in us so much that he spent so much of his personal money on us that he started to run out of money. So I don't know what happened. I do, I, I've heard that he went back and, 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 and tried to make money the way he used to make money from the streets. You know what I mean? And he got caught. That's all I know. I, all I know is that at the height of everything, we, we, I'm, I'm, I'm walking to the record company and Timmy, Timmy 
And this guy named Dave Peasley, who was also a mentor of ours and a friend of ours, was standing outside and Timmy looking all sad. I'm like, what's wrong? He said, the IRS is upstairs. I'm like, what? He said, the IRS. He said, the IRS is upstairs. I go upstairs because I had clothes up there. I had some beautiful clothes. And they <laughs> I went upstairs to get my clothes and the white man opened the door. Who are you? I'm, you know, single side direct company. I'm just coming to get my stuff. They, they let me come get my stuff for some reason. I'm surprised. <laughs> I got my stuff, but that was, it was, it was the end. So after that, after that happened, you know, we did a few shows, you know, we tried to keep it going, you know what I mean? Because we were popular around certain parts of the country. We were like number one, the number one group down south, you know what I mean? And, you know, uh, so after after that, after the kids at work thing kind of dwindled down, then, then, then it was time to start making demos again to get another deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. But for some reason, you know, the times were changing, the sound was changing. So they didn't they didn't want me to sing lead anymore. Timmy and Teddy. Yeah, they didn't want me to sing lead anymore. And it's fine, but you know, <laughs> you can't give somebody a, a, a bowl of, of, of cookies and then take it away and expect them to be happy about it. So, you know, I just, you know, I was like, all right, man, well, I quit. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah, so I mean, if you're not gonna let me sing, I quit. You know what I mean? So I quit, I quit the group. And they went, they, they started doing things on their own and they, they had gotten a, like a deal on a small label called Rooftop Records, right? Mm. So one day Timmy called me, asked me to sing, um, to come there and sing background for one of their records, right? So I, come, I came up there to sing background for one of their records and I liked the operation and everything. And so I went, you know, I, went, I wanted to see if the guy who owned the place wanted to, um, wanted to, um, you know, maybe sign me as a, as a solo artist, you know what I mean? So he was like a little iffy. He was like, you know, he was, he was, he was, you know, he, he didn't know me like that. So he wanted to, you know, get to know me first. So anyway, one thing led to another. Timmy and Teddy had a, had, had a show at this big, um, at this big, um, club at the time called Red Parry. It's a very famous club in the early, in the mid eighties. And they, you know, Timmy asked me that I wanted to come out in the middle of the show and sing um sing singing hey yeah you know that was a this hit song we had out yeah i said sure you know yeah i'll be great i'll be i'd love to you know whatever i might have said so anyway one thing led to another the night of the show right timmy and teddy's downstairs you know on stage doing their show i was upstairs you know of course i was a little nervous or whatever so it was a lot of celebrities there that night it was like a lot of celebrities there that night you know what i mean so when they called, you know, when they called me to the stage, Timmy and Teddy, I forget if, if I forget if it was Timmy or Teddy. I think it was Teddy. It's like I like to call Clarell Henderson to the stage or whatever. I don't know. So when I came, I it was a it was like a, a, a steps that led to us to this to the stage, right? So I'm walking down the steps to go to the stage, right? And the girls started screaming so much. I, you know, just mind you, I'm not a celebrity. I'm not a celebrity. I had a little popularity, kids at work. But I'm not a celebrity. I'm not a celebrity in New York at the time. I'm not a celebrity in New York. The girls were screaming so loud that I looked behind me because it was so many stars there. I thought that maybe it was a star behind me or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm looking behind me. Nobody's behind me. They're screaming for me. I'm like, huh? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, I hug Teddy. I get on stage, I do a little spin. Me and Tim, me and Timmy get, get right into step. <laughs> I sing, sing, hey, yeah, the girls go crazy. And the next day, Timmy is like, 
yo, you want to be back in the group? I'm like, yep. <laughs> and then, you know, so we put out a record. It goes nowhere. You know, I, I never I never really liked the, how the record came out and all that kind of stuff. You know, that's another long story that doesn't need to be told. And, you know, then t t Teddy, you know, because the group, the group wasn't working out, Teddy, he, he starts focusing more on his production as a producer. You know what I mean? He starts doing a lot of product, a lot of production. Like I seen, I was there when when Heavy D, when Heavy D came to do his song, you know, um, Mr. Big Stuff. Oh. I, I was there. I seen Teddy do that. It's like it sounded better than if you listen to the record, what Teddy did sounds better than the record. You know what I mean? Because in those days, you know, you do a demo, mm. then you would do it, you then you go in the studio and do it over. Okay. You know what I mean? And a lot of times the demos is, would, would always be better than the record. You know what I mean? I was there when Teddy did, you know, uh, who else he did? Whew, Teddy, boy. Kumo D, uh, who else? It was somebody else. Oh, I, 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 was, there, I was there when Teddy did um, 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 the show. Oh. How, how, fresh. How, you know what I mean? What did you witness when he did yeah. that? That's, that? What did you notice when... Man, all I know is I don't I don't remember why I came to Teddy's house, but I know he wanted me to do a favor for him or something like that. I came there for some reason. I don't know what it was. Maybe I had to give him some equipment or something like that. I walked in the door and he was like, what the hell is this? What is this? And like, I don't know, maybe a year later or whatever, it was out. I'm like, wow. You know what I mean? That guy was amazing, man. Like amazing. <laughs> That's like I've always been right there, but never like I met Elder Barge. I met Elder Barge at Warner Brothers when I was signed to Quincy Jones. I used to be signed to Quincy Jones in like in the, in the early nineties. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, okay. No, so we're, we're gonna get we're, we're gonna move forward to the nineties, but but before we get there, um. When when the track the track that you guys put out after you came back to the group didn't go anywhere, did you was it is it Teddy that left or did three of you just say that's the end or what what was the conversation? Teddy, Teddy left first. Teddy Teddy left first because we had we had a show in North Carolina because we actually was we had some airplay in in, in um, Greenville I think it was North Carolina something like that and and so we you know we were we were we were on the radio then and we had a show scheduled down there and Teddy just didn't show up. He just didn't show up. Wow. Yeah, he. I mean, I don't blame him. He's getting, he's getting that money. Oh, <laughs> he was yeah. getting that money because we we were not. So you know, uh, our manager at the time, who was a guy named Leveba, who was also a friend of ours. He kind of looked like like Teddy, like Timmy. <laughs> Him and Timmy were they, they looked similar. So he was like, I'll just take Teddy's place. I'll just be in the group. You know what I mean? Because he did a record. He actually did the record with us. He did. He sang lead on. He sang partial lead on one of our songs. Okay. So he's like, it was, it was just, you know, the right thing to do at the time. So he, he did the show with us. And then, and then, you know, after a while, you know, it wasn't working out. And Timmy, Timmy, you know, stopped coming around. You know what I mean? Because he was starting to do good. You know what I mean? He's starting to get, get, get a lot of work, you know, you know, whatever, you know, or whatever he was doing. I don't know. I know he had moved to Virginia and he got married and all that kind of stuff. So he left. Then I stayed. And matter of fact, I, I had put out a solo record called um it was, it was a song called Her Town, but it was it was it, it didn't come out good, but you know the mix came out terrible. But the actual song that I did was actually it's so funny, that's why I get so mad sometimes. The song I did was a song called Her Town. It was the first 
new jack swing song that Teddy did ever. Uh-oh. That's the. I'm telling you, I don't even know if he remembers that. The first new jack swing song that Teddy ever did in his life was a song called Hurt Town. It was a dope song, but when 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 they left and then I did it by myself and some guy came to mix it, he messed up the mix and it was te- and it came out terrible. Um, you know what I mean? But it was the first song because he did the, he did that song in I want to say like '85. You know what I mean? Maybe '84, '85 or something like that. You know, it's the first. It's, if it's not the first New Jack Swing song he did, it's the first one I ever heard. And in those days, I was around him all the time. You know what I mean? Because, you know, Teddy Teddy always had a, a mature sound with his music. You know what I mean? But that's the first time I seen him swing the drums like that. You know what I mean? It was like, boom, act, boom, 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 You know what I mean? That's the first time I heard him do that. You know what I mean? Then after that, that's when he did Heavy D. And he, he started swinging drums. You know what I mean? That guy's amazing. So, what happened to the come out? What happened to the song? Uh, what happened to the song? It came out. It came out, but it was. It was honestly, I, if I'm being honest, it was whack. Uh, it was whack. The song, no, the song was dope. Just the the, the mix was whack. Okay. It was a dope song. It was really dope. It was a song that really that that Timmy had originally sang, and Timmy and Teddy was supposed to come out with that song by themselves when we wasn't in the group together. Oh, what, you said it's called what? Hurt Town? Huh? Hurt Town. Hurt, like in someone being hurt? Yeah, like, oh. like, like, like I hurt myself. Hurt Town. Town. It's, yeah, it's the, same, it's the same concept as um, Heartbreak Hotel. Remember Heartbreak Hotel by the Jacksons? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same it, concept. Was it under your name then? Yeah, Clarell. Cl- just, just my first name, Clarell. C-L-U-R-E-L, Hurt Town. It's, it's probably on YouTube somewhere. I don't know. I, I can't find. I, I found like a, some kind of dub mix of it, but I can't. I haven't found the re- the actual record of it. Oh, and you don't have a copy of it? No, I don't have a copy. I don't have a copy. Of none of that stuff. I got copies of the new stuff. <laughs> okay, okay. So you didn't have any. Okay, so, um, so when Timmy goes off and and Teddy goes off, um, what is what what what's happening with with you when they when they at this just... point at this point I'm just I'm just making demos. You know what I mean? Like I'm, 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 I'm still signed to the record company that Timmy and Teddy was signed to when, when they, when they were doing, trying to do a thing together before, before God. That was rooftop. You know what I mean? Yeah, rooftop. So I'm, I'm still signed to them. And I'm, you know, they get, I got keys to the studio. I'm just going in there, and I'm, I'm, I'm basically, honestly, I'm almost, I'm basically almost living in, in the studio, like literally living in the studio, because I, you know, I, you know, I was a rebellious kid. You know what I mean? I listened to my mother, and, and a lot of times she wouldn't let me stay there. You know what I mean? So I ain't, a lot of times I didn't have no way to go. I was sleeping in the studio. Uh, <laughs> I was just stu- I was just sleeping in the studio. You know what I mean? And sadly, this this it's like I became a when when I was when I was a, when I was an older teenager, I became like a like a womanizer because I used it to survive. You know what I mean? I like I would literally go out and meet girls just so I could just so I could spend the night at their house. You know what I mean? <laughs> and yeah, so at this point, I was just making demos and trying and trying to get record deals. But you know, I I didn't know how to produce myself in those days. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I had Timmy and Teddy. I was spoiled. You know what I mean? Yeah. I would just in the work days, I would just show up 
Teddy would show me the lyrics. Teddy had already did the music. I would learn the lyrics and I would just sing and leave. It was easy. It was easy. You know what I mean? So when they left, because Timmy was the organizer. He was the one that he, Timmy could, he could walk up to a gangster. Timmy would walk up to a gangster and say, yo, man, I got a singing, I got a singing group. Would, would you be interested in managing us? He didn't care who they were. He was just a very bold guy. And Teddy, Teddy was, Teddy was, Teddy, Teddy was a, Teddy was the type of guy he could, he could walk up to anybody too and, and, for, and, and get deals. That's how we got the deal through, Te through Timmy. I mean, through Teddy. But Timmy was the one who organized for people to pay for us to go in the studio all the time. Wow. So these guys were like, they were like everything. They were like every business-wise, they were everything to me. You know what I mean? And I was just a singer. So when they left, it was like it was like my parents left or something. <laughs> it was like, uh -huh. I, didn't, I didn't know what to do. So, you know, I just I would make demos and make demos. And you know, sometimes I would almost like the closest I ever got was when you remember, you heard of Kumo D? Yeah, 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 yeah. Me and Kumo D had, had ended up having the same manager. Okay. You know what I mean? Because LaVeba, the, the guy that was that, that was managing us, he had, he started managing Kumo D. Actually, Teddy had made the first record of Kumo D. And when Kumo D became a big star, then LaVeba saw me one, one time in the studio. He said, he said, I should work with you again. You know what I mean? So he put me in this group and he had gotten a deal with, he got a, a label deal with Quincy Jones, you know what I mean? And then I got signed to Quincy Jones, you know what I mean? So I, got, I came close and <laughs> I don't know what happened. All I know is we lost the deal right before we came out. <laughs> wow. We never came out, you know what I mean? And this group would have been another bad group too. Woo! You know, I just, I just, stuff like this just kept on happening to me, you know what I mean? I would get right there and lose the whole situation. You know what I mean? Like I remember I was um and I remember when I, one time um this guy from Baltimore, because I'm in I'm actually in Baltimore right now, this guy from Baltimore was gonna sign me to um Rough Riders. He had a remember Rough Riders with DMX in them? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he had a label deal with, with with Rough Riders and he was it was me. I was singing in a group, I was in a group with this girl named Tasha, a good friend of mine named Tasha. We was in a group together and <laughs> <laughs> we were signed, we were getting ready to sign with Rough Riders under this man's label, and we did the record, and, and then he died. Wow. He got shot and died, you know what I mean? So it's like, it just, stuff like that just kept on happening to me. Like, I'll be, I'll be right there. Nope, psych, I'm taking it away. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? Like, I remember uh, one time, I remember Teddy, Teddy, Teddy's um, company, when Teddy and Gene had their um their record company, their um production, production. Together. yeah, GR Productions, they call they called me for a, a solo deal on MCA, but I was signed to Rooftop, so I couldn't I couldn't leave. I couldn't leave. You know what I mean? And this was like, this is when Teddy was at the height of, of of his career. Yeah, this is when Guy was like the biggest group in the world and. Teddy was every, like six and seven songs on the radio will all be done by Teddy. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I could have had a major deal on MCA. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. What, what, what was it like when you, after you'd broken up and then all of a sudden you, did you know that Timmy, Aaron and Teddy were working on the debut guy album? Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, I, one day I was in the, um, I, I, I saw them at the, the 
the, the, the club, the same club I said earlier, the Red Parrot. You know, yeah. I was out partying, doing what I do. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Timmy. What's up, Tim? What's up? What's up? What's up, man? This is Aaron. Singing about group. What's up, man? And you know, we, we all met. And it was me, Timmy, Teddy, and Aaron. We hung out for the whole night, had a ball, laughing, joking, and everything. You know what I mean? I remember Aaron after after the club, Aaron, Aaron had fell asleep on the bench. He was like this on the bench. And I, I run his like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> so we was all cool. And I used to I used to come to Teddy's house and 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 um and listen, let you know, and and watch them make make their record. You know what I mean? Are you serious? Like I heard, you know, yeah, I met, I met, I had, I, I met, I heard, um, um, I like and 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 groove me and all that stuff before it came out. Round and round and all that kind. Of, round and round was the first song that Teddy showed me from the album. You know what wow. I mean? Yeah, and you know, I was, it was bittersweet. I ain't going. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I was sad but happy because you know Gina came back into the picture. And you know he wanted to work with me again, you know, so I was happy about that, you know what I mean. But it took a long time because I was still under contract and everything. But yeah, yeah so, was... so they could they couldn't get you onto guy. They couldn't say, "Why don't you come in and be one of them?" I don't think they would have done that because you know it's just you know you know what it is about people. This is the funny thing about people, and I'm saying people, all of us, people always are victims victims of their greatest success. Meaning, if you, if you, if you, I, I like, I, I became popular in the 80s. So I still wore my hair all along down my back. <laughs> but I didn't want to leave, I didn't want to leave the, I didn't want to leave the 80s. And Timmy and them was ready to leave the 80s. Timmy and them had the, they had the, 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 the fresh, you know, um, you know, flat tops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't, didn't want to get a flat top. I was always the type of person, I can't walk around looking like everybody else. You know what I mean? I gotta have my own identity, you know what I mean? I, I guess, you know, it's not that they, they, if they would have said, yo, if you cut your hair, I'll let you I'll let you be in a group with us. I probably would have done it. Reluctantly, I would have done it, but I would have done it. But, you know. <laughs> but they didn't say that. You know, I guess they figured, you know, I'm, you know, they, there was no room for me in, in, in Guy. You know what I mean? I would have done it, but it, it was no room for me. I was the lead singer of Kids at Work and Aaron was the lead singer of Guy and, you know, it yeah. is what it is, you know what I mean? And, you know, I still wanted, I still wanted, wanted to be, you know, Ralph Tresman and, and Michael Jackson and Elder uh, Barge and yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody else wanted to be like, you know, you know, like more like Bobby Brown and um, you know, that kind of vibe. You know what I mean? I wasn't, I wasn't with it at the time. <laughs> well, but but I think in hindsight, but at that at that time, from Michael to Ralph and and even L in the Barge, that was the sound that was on the radio again pushed. So I guess it wasn't onto prerogative that Bobby's kind of sound really took off and the sort of, and I think Aaron um, with, with the Gap Band sort of ushered in that sense of church male vocalists. So where we, we yeah. had the strong church influential influence in music that the label yeah. said, yeah, we're going to stop pushing that. Um, yeah. But um Prior to that, it was the, the pop, pop, you know, it was what New Edition were doing. It was that type yeah. of Michael Jackson stuff because it was more of a I, pop. I, I, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. Like, in the 90s, everything got rougher. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know, uh, 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 what's it called? Gangster Rap was getting popular. Yeah, and Kelly, Jodeci, yeah. Yeah. See, see, in the 80s, 
the rappers were copying the singers. Mm. In the 90s and on up, the singers started copying the rappers. Mm. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be a thug. I'm not a thug, so I didn't want to be a thug. You know what I mean? I wanted to be who I was. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I just, I didn't, I, didn't I, don't, I don't think I fit in. I just didn't fit in for a long time. You know what I mean? I didn't fit in for a long time. Did, I started did, coaching back in the in the late late nineties. Okay. Did 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 the success of say Groove was were you surprised how big it blew up worldwide? No. That song is crazy. I, that's me and Teddy got back hanging together, hanging together a lot when that. That's one one thing I liked about Teddy. When Teddy blew up, Teddy called me, He'd be like, jump in the cab, meet me at the studio. Or meet me at my house. You know what I mean? I I be I be riding in the car with Teddy in his fly BMW when Groove Me be on the would would come on the radio. You know what I mean? That's what I like about people like that. I like people who keep who 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 be the same even when they when they blow up. You know what I mean? Even Timmy when Timmy Timmy started blowing up in the ni- early nineties. You know what I mean? Doing all this writing for these people and New Edition and mm. whoever he wrote for. You know what I mean? And Christopher Williams and all these people. I go see him at his mother's house. We still hang out like the, like the old days. You know what I mean? No love loss. Yeah, but were you aware when he got? Um, uh, what did you make of when he got sort of ousted from Guy? Was that a surprise for you? Because you know you yeah. described Timmy as being the organizer and the visionary. And when we were talking to Timmy, he talks about how he came up with the idea and everything. And then yeah. Gene, where he played with you. It almost as if it seems as if he had it in for Timmy from day one because if he already said Timmy stop singing Corel, it's almost as if he saw Timmy as had too much intelligence. So I need to get rid of it because. Well, you know what it is. You know what it is. It's like the same situation with 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 Andre Harrell and Puffy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Andre Harrell had to get rid of Puffy because it was two two alpha males. You know what I mean? Two alpha males sometimes can't exist in the same company. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Timmy, Timmy is an organizer. He's a leader, like type guy. You know what I mean? And he's not. He's you can't. You're not telling him what to do. If he don't agree with it, he's not having it. Wow. You know what I mean? Gene was a very Gene was a very intimidating gangster, gangster looking guy. Big, strong. <laughs> he was a black belt in karate. Wow. You know what I mean? He was a big, big, strong, ball headed, intimidating <laughs> man. You know what I mean? About six feet. You know what I mean? Timmy. Just the type of guy, he just like, he like, and wow, you know what I mean? That's just how he was, even as a as a kid. You know what I mean? It's just just how he was. Me, I I was taught to respect my elders, and I I, I didn't, you know, I I I, didn't, I was more agreeable. Mm. You know what I mean? So that didn't surprise me. It was it made me sad, but it didn't surprise me. It made it made me sad though. You know what I mean? Because if God. I mean, and this is no disrespect to to to, to um Damian Hall because he's cool with me too. At least I was. I knew him back in the day. But guy, the world's never seen the best of guy. The best of guy would have been Timmy, Teddy, and Aaron. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I'm telling you, it's just about the it's that it's that showmanship. Timmy had that. Like to this day, I I call him. To this day, I'll call him. I'll call him every once in a while. I'll be like, yo. What do you do? come on man? You need to be an artist. And he, you know, I guess he was like, he, he, he's done with it. <laughs> you know, you know, he never talked about it. He's just done with it. I'm like, yo, you get get go, go, get out, go running, 
lose some weight, whatever, <laughs> and show the world, show the world what you what you really made of. Because nobody never seen that. They don't know. Like, you ever have you ever seen Timmy perform? Like, there's a I remember he was on Soul Train one time. Yeah, before. we've seen we've seen it. Yeah, Rock My World is on the album. Oh, yeah, I mean, I didn't like I didn't I wasn't crazy about the song. Mm. You know what I mean? And I understand because you know Timmy Timmy's at the time his heart was broken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, I did, you know, in his in his mind, he was like, hey, I wrote Groove Me. I wrote I Like. So what Timmy ended up doing, he ended up going in the studio and doing Guy by himself. Mm. You know, he wanted to prove a point, and I understand it, but I think, you know, anyway, if you see that performance, you'll see how great of a, of a performer he was. He's a yeah. great performer, but he just never got his just due as a performer. I still think he should do it. You know, in these days, and uh, because of social media, it don't matter how old you are. Nobody gives a damn about how old you are. You yeah. want the same set. So then, I'll what happened? Out. You said you met you you met Elder Bardio, Santa Quincy. What what happened with the whole situation then? I told you. Um, remember? Um, I told you that's. Um, well, all I know, we was on the we was on the we was because you know when, when in those days when you were when you when you had a record that was scheduled to come out, you would always be on the chalkboard. You know, the name of name of the group was called the New. <laughs> The new and we, okay. were on, we was on a chalkboard. We had the we had the release date. We had the we had the we had the treatment for the video. The music video we was going to shoot a video, music video. We already did the album cover pictures, and all I know is that my my manager at the time had gotten to some kind of lawsuit, <sighs> a lawsuit with 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 another artist that he was dealing with, and and I don't know what happened, but I heard that Quincy Jones heard about it and then dropped the whole situation. I don't know if that's true. I don't know. I just, I just don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just don't know. We had a fly song too, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah, but you think <laughs> you met you met with L earlier in the, the earlier. I met L. I met L at, at, at um, Warner Brothers was having a get together and um, um, Holyfield, Hope, Evander Holyfield, a boxer, yeah. and um, George Foreman was fighting. Oh, okay. And and, and I. I sat, I, you know, I'm a stupid kid. I, I, I come down, I come in there and I just sit down. I sat, I sat in the L seat by mistake. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I, that's my seat. But he was like a really nice guy. Like a really nice guy. He was like, he was, he was like, no problem, no problem. I'm like, really nice guy. Like, I, like I'm telling you, you know, if L, if you see this video, <laughs> I got heat for you. You need to come see me. <laughs> I got songs because he's like my biggest inspiration. You know what uh -huh. I mean? I got songs that he would like literally love. <laughs> I got heat for you, L. I'm telling you, come <laughs> see me. <laughs> okay, okay. That was a bad boy, man. Yeah, I mean, but he also talks. Yeah, if you saw the interview, he talks about his own challenges with with Motown, not letting him release his own stuff, and and also. I saw that. I saw that. I'm like, what the? I always wondered why his solo project back then didn't sound like his album with his family. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I always, now I know why. They didn't let him break. Yeah. Like a genius. Like, are you kidding me? I've been in the studio with um with his brother Chico one time. I met his brother Chico in the studio one time. Wow. Genius. Yeah. Genius. These guys are multi talented musicians and songwriters. Amazing. You know what I mean? It's crazy. Like, are you kidding me? And his brother, oh my God. 
Which one? This Bobby or Chico? Bobby? Okay, Bobby, yeah. Bobby. Oh, Bobby is literally the greatest falsetto I've ever heard in my life. Literally. <laughs> I'm talking about from girls and guys. <laughs> oh. and literally. When I was a little kid, I said, I am going to have a falsetto like Bobby, a passion like Marvin Gaye, and a and a and a, a tone and height like Michael Jackson. Mm. And I worked, I worked on that my whole life until I achieved it. Like my, my girlfriend who I'm seeing now, like she'd never heard of Bobby Brown. I mean Bobby, Bobby DeBarge, right? So one day I was like, I said, listen to this, this guy. This guy is one of my biggest influences. I put the song on and she was like, oh my God, that's that sounds just like you. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I was like, wow, that was the greatest compliment. But that's what I that's what I do. I, I'm able to mimic my voice to any to anything. You know what I mean? So I can go from the lowest low to the highest high in any style. So I just chose to sing like Bobby DeBarge, El DeBarge, Michael Jackson, Marvin Gaye. Or, or whoever, you know what I mean? <laughs> do, but do, do, I mean, just I mean. So, how did you get into um, you, the where you are now, vocal coaching? Oh, um, our vocal coach. Um, when when I when, when we were kids, um, we we had a vocal coach. Well, I met him in the studio. He wasn't our vocal coach at the time. He was um, this guy named Craig Derry. He's a world famous vocal coach. He worked with everybody from Michael Jackson on down. You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> like he, um, he um. The babe one time brought me over to Sugar Hill Records to sing background. And this guy named Craig Derry was, was there. He had to audition me to make sure I was good enough to sing background. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? He was like, who the hell is this kid? You know what I mean? <laughs> so he come in and he listen, hey, you ain't singing background unless you can sing. He was like, hit this note. All right, now hit this note. All right, now let me see. Oh, okay. He's the one that got me back. So um, I kept in touch with him. Like he 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 actually was out there in California with us with, with the Quincy Jones deal too coaching us. So anyway, I ran into him. I ran into Craig in, in the early '90s. I was completely depressed and completely overweight <laughs> and sad because you know I lost everything. I lost the Quincy Jones deal. I hardly ever saw Timmy and Teddy no more because they was out traveling and whatever they were doing. You know what I mean? So I, I didn't see nobody anymore. And he took, he, you know, he, he kind of mentored me and he would give me vocal lessons and he would let me use his, his equipment. And then eventually he taught me how to vocal coach. He taught me how to vocal coach. So I would, <laughs> the first time I actually had to do a vocal coaching class, you know, I'm the same, I'm at the time, I'm the same age as the students. So, you know, <laughs> so I'm like, okay. We're gonna do this. Ah, he looked at me like, I'm not listening to you. <laughs> Where's Craig? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So it was hard getting to it at first. Then, you know, after, after years went on, I got started getting a little older. Then they started respecting <laughs> me more. Because <laughs> I don't really age, you know what I mean? So, you know, a lot of times these people, for, even, even after I got older, people still think I was still, you know, still a baby, like, like their age and shit. So, Anyway, I first I, my first big you know who my first big um big client was Teddy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Teddy in um um Black Street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like the late nineties, and here I am working with Teddy. You know, like he of course he hired Craig, 
but Craig brought me down there as I was his assistant. Oh, you know what I mean? And did Teddy know? Yeah. Did he? Did he? Was he surprised to see you? I think I don't. I don't know if he knew I was coming because he did seem kind of surprised. What's, what's, he's like, "What's up, man?" And then he get on the phone with his with his with his, with his wife. He's like, "Guess who's here?" Clarell. <laughs> <laughs> and the first thing she asked, she was like, "Is his hair still long?" He's like, "No, he probably cut his hair." <laughs> 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 it took years for me to cut my hair, but anyway, I worked with yeah, I worked with Blackstreet. Then I remember, I remember you know, I remember early Millennium. I started, I worked with um, Ashanti, you know what I mean, Missy Elliott, Khalees. You know, I started working with everybody after a while. You know what I mean, Little Mo. I mean, every everybody. You know what I mean. So it, it, it was, you know, it's funny. I I I had planned to only vocal coach for a year. I was like, I'm a vocal coach. I'm gonna do this for about a year, and then I'm a you know. Go back to, I'm gonna save my money and go back to singing. But you know, one thing led to another. Here I am. I'm still vocal coaching. <laughs> I'm still here, but you know, it's cool. Yeah, but, but how, 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 but the, how, how is that going though? Is this stuff that you, you are still able to, to build? Are you still working on getting referrals? Because I remember interviewing um, Rab, Rab, who, um, who's, who, who also went into vocal coaching, Rab Stevens, who had the song, um, I can't remember his song now, but Rab, because um, he was part with um, he was with nine um, nine one one for a bit, but then went and did vocal coaching, and he and he talks about getting building his resume as a vocal coach as opposed to singing. Is that something that you see that as still expanding as a vocal coach, or you know what, man, vocal coaching is is what is very unsung. It's very unsung. You can work with like look at me, I, my resume. I work with everybody. It don't matter. You know what I mean? Like if 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 I don't work with the same people that I vocal coach, let's say if I would have produced them all, I'd be the man. You know what I mean? But vocal coaches, vocal coaches don't really get their just due. You know what I mean? Every now and then you'll see like this this one guy, his name is Kenny Hicks. He became, you know, he became really prolific with the vocal coaching. Like I'm like he used to do he 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 vocal he vocal coached the Spice Girls back in the day, and they bought they bought him a Corvette. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anybody <laughs> never bought me no damn car. <laughs> but it's all right. You know what I mean? It's, it 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 it, you know, it it pays the bills and, and and it keeps me it keeps me close to close to what I love best. You know what I mean? I you know I have a whole studio in my basement, so I got you know live drums and guitars and you know and all this stuff because I, I only do live music. So you know I'm I'm still doing it. But it, vocal coaching is it's, it's it's limiting as far as prestige. You can make a lot of money doing it, but it's limiting as far as prestige. But we know somebody like Seth Reg, Seth Riggs. I know of him. So he was he's you know Michael Jackson, and you know he was, yeah. and I think he was connected with Quincy. So any of those, um, any of those big people who 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 needed. Um, any of those sort of big, big, um, you know, people Quince was working with—that was the guy based in Hollywood. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so he was the the top of the top of when it came to vocal coaching. Yeah. See, I think people like him, people like him, and like Craig Gary, people like him and like them—they they planned on being a vocal coach. Mm. You know what I mean? Like Craig, 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 Craig has one of the greatest voices I've ever heard. You know, I, I, honestly, I don't know anybody in the world who sings better than Craig. But for some reason, I can't get him in the studio. <laughs> I mm. can't get him to cut a record. You know what I mean? He wants to be a vocal coach. I 
don't want to be on stage. You know what I mean? I, like I still sing and I still do shows and stuff, but the reason why somebody like me has to be on stage as opposed to people like them is because I, I can't sit still. You know what I mean? When I'm on stage, I'm spinning, I'm splitting, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm you know what I mean? I, I do it all. You know what I mean? So it's like, I can't keep still. I got to get it out. Like mm -hmm. I jump off the stage. I'm like Bobby Brown in 1986. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? To this day. Yeah, people will look at you and think, okay, so you were in a group with Timmy and Teddy, but you looked as if they aged and you decided to stand still. <laughs> and you were the tallest member, what, what, tallest one as well. Yeah, but I, you know, I just don't, you know, I, I I don't. I can't tell you why I don't really age, but but I but I'm just glad I don't. Thank you, Father. I don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> you want <up> to? <laughs> it's like what it is. It is what it is. But you know what? No, it's just a black thing. No black. You know, black people. We don't age. We none of us age. It's just. It's just that if if you a lot of us get out of shape. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care who you are. If you're listening. Like I, I, I've been trying to get in touch with Bobby Brown. I want to get in touch with Bobby because you know we used to be friends. Oh, okay. You, know yeah, I mean? you mentioned, yeah, yeah. I, I got it. I'm trying to get in touch with Bobby Brown. I can, I can make Bobby Brown like the Bobby Brown we know. I can make him like that. You know what I mean? It's it's very simple. Like I heard, I heard recently that he had a couple of heart attacks. You know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, I get that. We, I can still do it. I just got to do it in a different way. I got to do it. All we got to do is speed walk and, 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 and vocalize every day. Speed walk, vocalize, completely changes diet, completely changes diet. And a year, six months, three months even, he will be 180 pounds and yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm back. I'm telling you, I can, I can do that. I'm yeah. trying to. What, what, you know what, I, I'm, I've been, I'm heavily into, um, like, I wish that I can get in touch with Elder Barge, Bobby Brown, Jermaine Jackson, believe it or not. <laughs> <laughs> and because I got, I got what they need. I just, I know how to, I know how, I just know how, I, I know how to prep people like that for what they, for what they really want. And what they really want is what they, is what they had. Mm. They want what they had. Trust me. They all do. Yeah. I, I even tried. I even wanted to do it for Teddy, but you know, Teddy still looks young, though. So, yeah, <laughs> Teddy's still very successful. You know what I mean? Yeah. But me, me and Teddy had this conversation um last, like, about three years ago, about two or three years ago. You know what I mean? I told him because you know he know he knows Bobby Brown. I said, "Yo, man, call Bobby Brown for me. Let him, let him know what I'm trying. I'm trying to, you know." And he was like, "Yo, I might need that too." You know what I mean? <laughs> I said, "Let's do it." But Teddy's so busy. He's so busy. You know what I mean? I mean, I think he lives in Africa now. So yeah, yeah, he splits between Vegas and 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 parts of Africa, and he's probably getting. Have you interviewed get, and, him yet? Huh? Have you interviewed him yet? Not yet, not yet. Oh man, because I heard that you that you really you're you're a, fan, a big fan of his. I, I'm I'll 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 call him. Um, yeah, so when it comes to, I mean, my whole music influence is Teddy, um, and, okay. and so my biggest is Michael Jackson and then Teddy. So when you know, so. Every, wow. every, yeah. So, uh, you know, so. Um, you really need to interview Teddy. You, yeah. So, I mean, uh, there's probably not an interview that he's done that I haven't listened to. I mean, and I'm talking about, you know, going back. I mean, I think I've been following him since the 
late 80s and stuff. Okay. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm gonna call, call him. I'm gonna call him. I'm gonna call him to, tonight. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, every person I interview would, I would always tell them, look, I'm a big fan of his. So I started. That's why I interviewed pretty much everybody that worked with him just to get a picture of of that. So no, when it comes to Teddy, that there is, uh, yeah, no bigger fan. Uh, but I'm, yeah, that, I'm, that'll I'm, be. I'm gonna ask him. I'm, I'll ask him to do an interview with you. I think he. I, I think you know he'll do that. Yeah, no, 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 that be that especially as a game. I know you're really busy with this new addition to him. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, yeah, he can let us know about how what to expect from Guy. But I, I guess one thing for me, because I'm, I'm, um, I, so my nine to five is I'm a therapist, and and one of the things about my channel is that I've been trying to use this as a platform to really educate the community worldwide about the importance of mental health and the importance of, of things. And and for me, listening to your own story and the setbacks that you've, you've gone through that I wonder from a personal point of view, how have you been able to manage, especially when you think about the fact that the people that you started off with, how they, their careers went through and you and yours didn't, how have, how, how did you navigate that over the years? <laughs> by keeping this girl keep, keeping this girl next to me music man I just it's like sometimes I feel very sad you know what I mean I remember Keith Sweat used to come come watch us rehearse you know what I mean I, I get I get sad sometimes you know what I mean sometimes I even cry you know what I mean but when I get that down I just I, I just pick my guitar up or I go in the studio and I start recording I record that's how I get through it you know what I mean thank God that I can that I can do it see a lot of other people can go in the studio and they'll play the keyboard and they'll do a beat. It's different when you can actually do like what Motown has done. You know what I mean? Like what I can't play, the only thing I can't, I can't, I can't play violin and I can't play cello, but I have a, I have a, I have a thing in my system that's actually, I brought this um plugin that's actually a violin and a cello. Like it's, actually a violin and like this 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 these people went in the studio for three weeks and they recorded every inflection of a violin uh-huh. every inflection of a cello. you know what i mean and mm-hmm. i have that so i i have an orchestra i have a band in me <laughs> so i can reproduce any sound i want from rock to hip-hop to country i've done country for people i've done gospel for people i've done i've done Spanish music, you know what I mean? I can do anything musically. Yeah. And I have I have thousands of students of students all over the world because now I teach, I teach, I teach virtually now. Okay. Like the, the way I'm talking to you is the way I teach. Yeah. You know I mean, so because I teach like this, I teach people in Dubai, I teach people in, in, in Russia, I teach people in California, I teach people in New York, I teach people, you know what I mean? All over the world. So all these people that I teach, I also half of them I, I produce. You know what I mean? So I stay so busy. I stay so busy. And because I'm not aging, <laughs> and so what I'm doing now, I'm building up my business credit and I'm building up my, my I'm, I'm, I'm getting into real estate now. You know what I mean? I'm starting to, I'm starting to, like I already do Airbnb, but I'm, I'm getting ready to do an Airbnb, an Airbnb business where it's going to be, um, you know, high, um, high end vacation rentals all over the country. So what I'm going to do for about a year, I'm going to build my money up so strong with Airbnb 
Because the thing about Airbnb is you can make thousands and thousands of dollars and only have to work on it, pay attention to the business after like three or four hours a week. Mm. So that'll free me up all the time I need to do, to get back to my music. You know what I mean? Like full time. I'm going to be a full time artist again, but I can't be a full time artist as a grown man if I'm not making no money. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. once I get my money, it's, it's, see the thing about me, I still have hope and I still have plans. And I still have, you know, I, I have goals, I have plans. So that's what kept me going throughout these years. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm still me. <laughs> yeah. But then, but then, but also there's a part of me that then wonders, uh, hopes that there isn't a sense of regret that you're like, well, it, it has passed, but I, you know, I'm, and I'm still looking forward because that's, that's one thing that will hold us back if we're constantly, you know, I think there's a verse that says in the Bible about, you know, you don't, if you're pulling a plow and you're looking backwards, it's, I can't, I don't even know the best quotes, but it's a sense of you can't try and progress if you're constantly looking backwards. And, and, and. Yeah. See, you got to realize, the, see, listen, honestly, listen, the, biz, the business, the, the business of music is very, 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 very dark. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad I dodged that bullet. You know what I mean? And now with social media, I don't need I don't need the industry. I I don't need the industry. I am the industry, goddammit. Mm. <laughs> I'll put my own stuff out when it's time when the time comes. You know what I mean? It don't matter. Even if I do start to age. So I'll just be an old player. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's uh, yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, look at Ronald Isley. Look at Ronald Isley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He got, got the big white beard now. He look cool as hell. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he, if Ronald Isley still would come out and be like, you're contagious. You know what I mean? I can do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, no, definitely. It's it's definitely been it's been great really hearing your stories, though. I mean, I always end my 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 interviews by um, asking my guests, if you were stuck in an elevator, what movie would you request to watch? If I was stuck in the elevator, what movie would I request to watch? Yeah, so it's almost like what's your favorite movie? Because you know, sometimes it's like, yeah, you know, let me put on my favorite movie. Wow, favorite movie. That's an interesting question. What's my favorite movie? I don't know. I love Dream Girls. Which one? You know, they, they, there's the there's the original one and then the um Ah, the, the one with Beyonce. Okay, okay. Oh, the Jackson Five or the Temptations. Okay, but you, you, okay, you've named you've named three movies, but which is the which one? Would you, which you go to? Oh. One? Uh, whew. wow, wow. I guess the, maybe Jackson Five. I guess okay, the American Dream. Jackson was an American Story, whatever. Okay, American Story, yes. And then finally, what's your all-time favorite song? Got to be there by Michael Jackson. Okay, me and my girlfriend. That's both our favorite songs. Ah. That's a that's the great. That voice is the greatest voice I've ever heard in my life. That that's that's the greatest song I ever heard in my life. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite is "Lady," the lady in my life. Oh, off the <laughs> that. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, that's it. I mean, Rolling Stones recently did a list of their two hundred the best singers ever, and to their shame. They put Michael Jackson at eighty six, and you know, it, it, it's it's it, it's you know. So they've. You got uh, it. Hey, yo, let me tell you something. I know you got to go soon, but let me. I got to tell you this. There is a 
there is an industry or, 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 or elite conspiracy against Michael Jackson. And this is how I know. The, 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 the month he died, right? He died in June of, 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 of 09, right? Yeah. Died in June of 09. I did a I did a show. I did a show with this like it's like a cover band show on the on, on July 4th of that same that, that, that next month, right? Mm-hmm. We had to do like about 18 songs, right? And the people, the rich people that were there, they were they they requested all these songs for us to do. Now, my, now, get, Michael Jackson, what, what day did he die? Was it J- J- June 22nd or something like that? I don't know. I forget yeah. what it was. Something like that. So he had just died. I didn't get one request to do a Michael Jackson song. Not one request. And this was, I'm telling you, I was singing for the 1%, for the, 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 the rich, rich people. Mm. You know what I mean? Up, up in, out in the Hamptons. Nobody wanted to hear Michael Jackson right after he died. I'm telling you. And I've, I've done shows with people like that where they would, would personally request I not do Michael Jackson. Trust me, <laughs> he is not liked up in in the, in, the, in that environment for some reason. Yeah, and it's especially just um, a couple of years before that, um, it it yeah. The sad thing is that he worked hard to build his publishing empire. He was proud of the fact that he owned half of what Sony um, publishing, and he he didn't want to let go of that and. Within a year of him dying, it gets his, the estate sells it off. Um, so it, it's you know we can, there's no proof that that it was part of a in getting him out the way. We can now take control of it. But um, and he said and for many times that they have um, the moment he became the biggest and broke all the records, then they started to plant all these um, allegations to discredit him. Um, because I was you, all the way up in that business. The same, the same person who handled Thriller, the same person at, at, at CBS Records, at Epic Records, mm. that, that, that was in charge of the promotions of everything handling Thriller, yeah. is the same person that handled Kids at Work. Wow. Same, person that handled, same person that handled Kids at Work. His name is T.C. Tompkins. You know what I mean? So I, I, we've been there. We've been there. I've met everybody from the top all the way to the bottom. You know what I mean? And trust me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, um, you know, I mean, uh, and, and sadly for them is that, you know, he's, he's, he set a standard that can't be matched. And I've, of course they're trying billboard, uh, um, Rolling Stones. Was it Rolling Stones? I think yeah, it was Rolling Stones that tried to say, Harry Styles is the new king of pop. Um, Who the hell is that? The former guy from One Direction, but it was just their way of trying to take away, you know, but I said to themselves, well, did they ever crown anyone the new king of rock and roll? They they, they wouldn't have done, they haven't done that and wouldn't do that. So it shows that there has been, yeah, a conspiracy to try as, as they can to discourage Michael and anything they can do when they did the leaving surviving Neverland or something like that, it was like, yep, no more yep. music, let's counsel him. And it didn't take long before that, you know, they, you know, they had to put him stuff back, back out. But anyway, it's, um, 
I think he's when he 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 reconnected with the 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 his community and his base who started following him from the Jacksons. He got a community that continues to celebrate his legacy that doesn't let us die out. Um, there's a guy who um, Pele, the form, uh, the Brazilian footballer. They tried to do the same with him to say, well, he yeah he he was the best. It wasn't in the but after he died. It's almost as if everyone now recognizes that he was the greatest ever. Um, yeah. But be, before he died, they were talking about other people were better than him, and and he wasn't best. But and and that's what tends to happen is um, because he was, you know, he he, he was as a, a pure black man. So most Brazilians are probably white or mixed, but he was a pure black man, the top of his oh. game. And it, it seems as if they were trying to elevate other footballers who went black above him. But you know, it's um, you, you can't discredit excellence and, and greatness. And so, for for Michael Jackson, there's there's no one, whether it's Beyonce or Chris Brown or anyone, can ever reach the heights that he has attained, uh, no matter what they try and do. <laughs> he was the greatest that ever done it. Him, him and him and James Brown. Bad yeah, boys. yeah. Bad um. But so it's it's definitely. I mean, it, you know, hopefully we'll get to 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 see. I mean, it's really good to see that you know you're still um, making music. I don't. I don't think most of us have heard most of your stuff. So um, it might be something. You know, hopefully in in due time we we get to see more of your of your of your music and what you're doing um, out there because I, I think that's that's the one thing that helps us know that you're still around and to look forward to stuff. If we start to see you performing songs, you know, whether it's Hey Yeah or any of those, or any of the old songs and stuff, it would be great to be great just to see your renditions <laughs> of, of those songs, whether it's from your studio or, 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 or guitar, because that, in a way that's, I think that's what social media, the internet has done is to give a spotlight. I mean, I started this during lockdown and you know, you know, bit by bit, it has grown to where it is now. But it wasn't something that it just means that once you have a, a public platform, people can see and and build on from there. So you've got the, your music, but you, you know, you're creating all this music, whether it's your old stuff, you're doing the new stuff. By giving us an, an insight to what you're doing, it makes us remember and says, oh, okay, and and and. And 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 it actually gets people to say, "Hey, we need to get in touch with this guy because that's you know music sells more than anything else." Um, I don't know if oh, you, no. yeah. Did you did you did you meet Tammy Lucas? I think so. I think so. Yeah, because she did all the background for for Goodbye Love um, and um, Right and the Wrong Way on Keith's yeah, yeah. album, and then all the yeah. Features. I'm pretty sure I met her back in the day. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I know her. But what yeah. she's after I had interviewed with her, we started talking. Now she started to release a lot of her demos that she did um, and stuff. So it's almost like you know, because we knew she could write, we knew she was a she did all this stuff. But she's now releasing her old demos on her YouTube channel. So that's nice. a, it's how you as as for yourself as well as a way of getting um, keeping your name in our in our public eye. But but starting off with revisiting some of the old classics that you guys did. Then it helps us yeah, to bridge the two before you start bringing out new stuff. I think um, we're, the, we're, we're a generation now that we, we, we respect the classics, and if we hear 
you know, yeah. if you did your version of uh, Let's Chill, you know, it, you know, it, it'd be interesting to see that. Oh, this could have been you and stuff, you know, uh, or, or things like version that. Of what? Version of what? Let's you chill by guy. Or let's chill or. Oh, 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 yeah, a oh, goodbye, lover. What if they, because, you, know, you know, not many people, there's a generation I would know kids at work, but not many, but some will know the guy and then they know the connection. And then, but also just linking your voice and seeing your singing style and, and seeing the difference between how you would have to handle the track compared to Aaron and stuff. But it's it's just, as I said. I got teased, for that. I got teased so many years. So many years my friends tease me and say, how the hell would groove me sound? Would groove me sound if you if you were stayed in the group. <laughs> but you, I mean? but why don't you? Yeah, but, but why didn't you try it and, and put it out there to see? Let us see what it would have sound like. <laughs> because that's 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 always the challenge. Why don't you try it? That's interesting. I don't know. My favorite song by them is "I Like." I love that song. Oof. Yeah. I like. I yeah. love that song. So I mean, yeah, and you know, it, but it's stuff that you know, it's it is for the fun of it, but it's not just for the fun of it. It's but it 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 is a way of just of saying, you know, because you could have been the leading guys if things didn't if things changed differently. So how would you interpret those songs? Honestly, it's be interesting. Yeah. You want to hear something? You want to hear something that's crazy, stupid that I did? The stupid one of the stupidest things I've ever done in my career. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, and I tell my students this now, the way to, the way to make it is by making the best choices. Timmy, I mean, no. Teddy and Aaron got into a fight one time. You know what I mean? They got into an argument one time. And Gene, Gene made Aaron, kicked Aaron out the group. I was right there. Teddy looked at me and said, I'm going to talk to Gene and see if you can be back in the group. <laughs> and I said, no. <laughs> yep. I said no. I said no. I want to. I want to stay. I, I want to stay solo. You know what I mean? If I would have said yes, it would. I don't. It probably like I always. I, I reason why I, I think about this a lot because if I would have said yes, there wouldn't have been no R. Kelly, no, no Jodeci, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, what's that group? Um, there's a meeting in my bedroom. There's a meeting. Uh, is, is, is it Drew Hill? Huh? Drew Hill? Not Drew Hill. Um, there's a meeting in my bedroom. Uh, what the hell's the name of that song? Uh, I can't think of the name of the group. But all of those groups that sounded like Aaron back in the day. Okay. They, none of them would have. None of them probably would have made it. I mean, I can't say they would have made it, but they probably yeah. would have been singing differently. Because Aaron changed the game. Aaron's yeah. a bad boy. Aaron changed the game. And 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 reason why I, I it what didn't surprise me because I know when I interviewed um, Mucho from Basic Black um, because they yeah so he they were part of Basic Black and their lead singer Dizo uh, Daryl Adam Dizo um, who sang um, um, nothing but a party it's nothing yeah it, yeah yeah. He he. They kept him because they said that um, he was scheduled to replace Aaron if, because Gene was put him on a on a lease. and said so. But it, you've sort of almost confirmed that actually there was that sense where Aaron could have been replaced. And it, and if you didn't, you know, if you you've said no, then 
they were looking at Diesel as a backup option. So it kind that, of that probably, that probably was after he was signed. Yeah, yeah. So this I'm, was no. I'm this, about, I'm, what I'm talking about is right before they got signed. Yeah. So, but 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 what I'm also mentioning is the fact that it looked like it was probably ongoing from the phone because oh, if, yeah. if that was something that they considered then and it's probably something they considered later on and stuff. But, you know, choices are choices. I mean, because Timmy can look back. I mean, he was hurt. He talked about being hurt by the whole thing, but his life, he had a very different life um, outside of the spotlight compared to what he might have had if he was in the front. But who, I mean, who knows how it would have handled. But, you know, we, yeah. we, 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 um, we can never revisit time we can reflect on it to help others yeah. to reflect on it and um to hopefully help others make perfect decisions good better decisions. I, like, I like that I'd, i like to acknowledge his wife timmy's wife because mm. timmy's wife stayed with him through all of that you know what i mean because usually when people when people don't make it you know don't reach their goals you yeah. know what i mean they become very hard to live you know what I mean? I know he had he had had gone through that. You know what I mean? Fortunately for him, he did have a lot of success too. You know what I mean? He's doing yeah. well now. Yeah. So, but, yeah. But anyway, she stayed with him through all of that. Yeah, he mentions you know all my girls, all my girls, all my girls left me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who they are anymore. <laughs> girl, I only been with my girl ten years. You know what I mean? The one I got now, just ten years. You know what I mean? Well, Everybody else, they were, it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been great, but it would be good, as I mentioned. You know, you know, consider thinking about those. You know, those just giving us, letting us remember, realize that you still got the vocals, especially when you interpret the, those songs or any of the songs. It would be good just to to really reconnect with you from from those days from the kids at work tracks, you know, you could do all of the songs online and even the, um, some of the guys stuff. And it would be interesting to see, wow. So this is what Groovy would have sounded like if you were there <laughs> and stuff. And, and, and that's, you know, I might actually do something like that. That's actually a good idea. I might have to take you up on that one. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So let's, well, that, you know, just, let me just um, tell people, um, if you want to get in touch with me, please, please contact me at, NYC Vocal Charm School on my Instagram. My email is chlorel, chlorel at yahoo.com. And, you know, you can get in touch with me there. And, you know, anybody who needs to hit me up, hit me up. I have also have a YouTube channel that's doing very well. It's called, it's called Vocal Charm School. Vocal Charm School. <laughs> you know, hit me up for great advice on, you know, how to get your vocals together, how to be as bad as your boy. <laughs> yeah. I got you. Well, yeah, and, and yeah. So, I mean, if you follow me, the details too. So, when this goes out, it would be in the description, so people can just, you know, click onto it as well. So, yeah, once it goes out. No, I got. It. Yeah. Very but, nice to meet you, man. Yes, yeah, so, I, I watch your stuff all the time, man. I appreciate it. Appreciate, <laughs> appreciate it. Your stuff. I hopefully I can get El Jabaj back. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm subscribed to you too. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. For a long time yeah. wow yeah no, as i said it, it's been a charm as i said it, it you know we, we love the stories but i think part of the at the, at the end of the day it's 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 always to give people inspiration because you've gone through stuff and it's important that as people watch this they can think wow you know what i've gone through is tough but compared to what corrells went through and look where he's at he's still smiling still singing and he's still moving forward and it's about inspiring the next person who might need yeah. that to hear. Everybody going through pain in your careers, whatever your careers might be, just keep doing what you do. Keep doing what you do until you drop dead. Keep doing it and you'll get through it. Trust me. 
keep doing it. Take care of yourself too. Take care of yourself. Don't yeah. get all fat. Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully Bobby Brown will hear from this as well and 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 say, yeah, let me get Carell in my life so he could he can help me no. get back into my you know with my. Okay. We'll do. Well, Carell, it's been great. Yeah, if 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 I get a, if I if if I hear from you that Teddy says no problem, then that would be an amazing thing because he's the. Yeah, I'm going to definitely hit him up. I'm going to definitely hit him up. <laughs> the only setback is I know he's getting ready to go on tour with New Edition. So, but you know, who knows? Maybe he'll have time, or maybe he'll do it after the New Edition tour. But I'm going to hit him up. I try to get them. I try to get them backstage passes. I couldn't get the backstage passes. <laughs> yeah, because he, he, it's not his tour. It's New Edition's tour. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not in touch with them anymore, so. But damn. Teddy <laughs> just, he'll, he'll hit me with the backstage passes, but quickness, you know what I mean? Yeah. Here's what it is. It is. <laughs> I'll have to pay to go and be in the audience like a, like, like a fan and shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But as I said, it, but yeah, but who knows, you know, how, you know, how doors may open and stuff. So for yourself going forward, so you've got your own plans to continue moving oh, yeah. forward and stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm about to get that money. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's been great. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye.